0: yo 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 wish you boy preacher boy and i pray that y'all are having a blessed day i pray that the lord is using you in every aspect of your lives today is friday so y'all know what that means we are back with another episode here on chats with preacher boy but before we get into this week's episode of our new series how do you feel about the church you know we got to open up with a little word of prayer so Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, we come before you again, dear God. We thank you for another day, a day that wasn't promised, but you saw fit to bless us with, dear God. God, we want to thank you for bringing us through another work week, school week, whatever week we may have had, dear God, we thank you for bringing us through it, dear God. We thank you for all that you're doing in our lives, seen and unseen, dear God. Every blessing that you bestowed upon us and every door that you closed that we no longer needed, dear God. Dear God, I ask that you have your way on today's episode, dear God, and allow something to be said that resonates on the heart of your people, dear God, to better improve us to move on and do better than what we did on yesterday dear God we won't forget to give you all the glory honor and praise it's in your son Jesus name that I pray amen and amen like I said we are back with another episode of Chats with Preacher Boy and it is our very first perspective in how do you feel about the church the Christian church at that and the very first person we have today is a very good brother of mine Um, we were friends for years but that fam, that family bond started kicking in more and more as we reconnected, and so this week is going to be the perspective of an atheist. So you're gonna you're gonna hear our conversation that we had in regards to how he feels about the church, and I want I want you to truly pay attention, um, because it's gonna be transparent, it's gonna be cutthroat and honest. And so with that being said, check this out. So my brother Shaquan Heckle. No, I'm just kidding. heck don't do that. <laughs> Heckstar, soon to be Big song. Um, tell, okay. tell okay. me. Matter of fact, first, introduce yourself to the people, bro. Tell, tell the people a little bit about yourself before we get this thing started.
1: So to you know keep things somewhat official, my name is Specialist Shaquan Heckstar. As you can see, I'm currently on duty right now. But um, I just wanted to tap in how my brother Marcus put together this video. Um from what I understand, you know, he's getting a bunch of different opinions from different demographics about certain things and I wanted to share my perspective so awesome. um I'm awesome. 22 years old, stationed in Texas. Um I've known Marcus about 10-12 years now, so and I'm always happy to help out a good friend, you know. So that's what I'm here for.
0: Appreciate that, man. So let hey, let's get right into it then. So like I said, it's my brother, Shaquan, you know what I'm saying? Um, And he is today speaking from the perspective of an atheist. So with that being said, how do you, Shaquan,
1: feel about the Christian church? So before I go into extreme detail, I want to explain exactly my perspective from an observer's point of view, you know what I mean? So when I was younger, I grew up in a family that was – basically Christian, like, dominantly Christian. You're, you're typical Southern Christian family, you know? Mm-hmm. Go to church on Sundays, you know, uh believe in God, you know, read the Bible, this, then, and the third, right? But the way my parents raised me, their biggest thing was they wanted me to be able to think for myself. So, they didn't want to force anything on me, you know? They wanted me to be okay with making my own decisions growing up and going out on my own as a man. Mm-hmm. And... A couple experiences that stuck out to me the most was, for one, it was almost like a punishment. To it was like, oh yeah, you know, turn the game off, go read the Bible, you know. Yeah. Or is like, oh, your grades jacked up, you know, go read these chapters in the Bible. And then as a kid, you know, I was I was very curious. You know, I, I asked a lot of questions. If something didn't make sense to me, I was gonna let you know. So I was like, for one, why am I why am I reading this book? Two, why doesn't it make sense to me? Because, for example, uh, the book of Genesis, when I was younger, it did not make any sense to me at all. Because it's not your conventional book that you would read in your spare time. So I started asking a bunch of questions. I couldn't get answers. I couldn't get answers from my family. I couldn't get answers from members of the church. The pastor couldn't answer it. And then the answers that I did get were very, they're based in opinion, you know? And growing up, I realized that the Bible isn't meant to be taken in a literal sense, in my opinion, at least. They're more like stories, and you create your own opinion about how it applies to your life. Mm -hmm. So that created more questions, questions upon questions. I couldn't get these answers, like no definite answers, because, you know, growing up the way I did, you know, there's this or that, you know. Once you have a question, you find the answer to it. So once I realized that I couldn't find solid answers, I was like, why should I devote my life to something where I can't be 100% sure about it? I'm not, I'm, I'm supposed to put out as much as I can into it, but I'm not getting it back, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And I understand everybody's experience is different. And where am I going with that? Everybody's experience is different. It affects everybody different. The way it affected me was being a Christian and growing up a Christian pushed me to become an atheist mm, wow. at one point in my life. And the point I am right now, I wouldn't consider myself an atheist anymore, but we'll get into that later. but a large part of my life, especially as a young girl man, I considered myself an atheist. but um. The things that I particularly don't, not necessarily like, but I don't agree with in terms of Christianity is, I feel like it's become diluted from where it's supposed to be. Because as like in today's in today's day, it's not where you would think something like religion would be. You know, it's, it's very based on emotion and, and the strong emotions at that. So like, there's a lot of anger Related to religion in this world now, especially Christianity, like people use that as justification for a lot of bad things. Mm-hmm. Not saying that it's bad in general, but I don't necessarily agree with how it's used. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. There's always the sorry, it's people walking in and out. But um, there's a saying that a lot of the world's wars was fought over religion, right? Mm-hmm. And it was like, hey my belief is is right you're wrong well how can you say somebody's right or somebody's wrong if there's no proof there's no physical definite proof Mm -hmm. there are things that hold on can you get that there are things that lead to you know it could be right Mm -hmm. it could be wrong it just depends on how you take it it's just the way the way you live your life and what you're supposed to get from religion it's a very serious thing and i don't agree with the fact that you're supposed to live your life definitely on something that isn't definite, Mm. you know, but, um, it's just different for everybody. Some people perceive as, oh yeah, this good happened in my life because God is willing, right? I personally believe this good thing happened in my life because I made it happen. You know, I did certain things to lead to this point. And then, you know, it's just, it depends, you know? So... Whether or not you believe in Christianity, Islam, Judaism, Buddhism, whatever, my personal belief is the most important thing is you live your life in a good moral standing, you know? Mm-hmm. You don't do good for people because God wants you to. You do good for people because that's what you're supposed to do as a person. So as, as an atheist, I think I can speak for a lot of people in that community. We do the right thing because it's the right thing. There's no, oh, I'm going to be a good person in life so I can go to heaven. Like, that's basically saying you want to do good things for a reward. You don't do good things for a reward. You do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. And that's where a lot of people in my community agree with. But in terms of, like, extreme atheists, where it's like, oh, there's no such thing as God. You know, God doesn't exist, this and the third. You know, that goes back to, you know, it just depends on your personal perspective. Dealing in extremes is ignorant. That's the main thing that I got out of my whole experience transitioning is there's no extremes. There's no definites. It's just all about how you perceive it in your life. Because everybody lives yeah. a different life. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, we all going in the ground. we all turn to ash, whatever it be. Mm-hmm. We're returning to where we came from. Whether or not we came from this place or this place, it doesn't matter right now. We're not there. So that's my general description of it i can go into more detail if you want but i need more direction you know so okay so to kind
0: of kind of steer the conversation um if you don't mind sharing what were some of the questions that you had that couldn't be answered that kind of pushed you away um, from the church
1: the biggest thing was where's the proof you know the bible speaks on a lot of different stories so to speak and i understand the stories but people believe them to be true. Mm-hmm. So, for example, um, the birth of Jesus, right? Uh, Virgin Mary conceives a child, the child is the child of prophecy, or whatever, right? The savior, right? <laughs> How? If, if these beings in the story are humans, humans, you know, you gotta, you gotta do something to make something right you know two man and woman comes together you make mm-hmm. baby right so... another uh, that i have a question about adam and eve right mm-hmm. adam and eve were the first two right god placed them here you know adam needed a partner so god gave him eve and adam and eve had kids right they had i'm i'm not sure how many they had sons right and these sons got married. Who? If it was one and one, and then they had kids, where these other ones come from? where where these other variables come from, you know? And like I said, the, like, in my mind, these stories aren't meant to be taken literal. I, I didn't figure that out until I was a grown man. As a kid, I was like, well, where these other people come from, you know? Um, Noah's Ark that's another big one that I still don't understand what it's supposed to mean to me if it's not meant to be taken literal he it was a great flood that wiped the entire earth and he got every animal of every species male and female of those species on a boat how unless this man was was Evan almighty talking to animals it's not happening you're not gonna put a lion on a boat with a deer and expect things to be okay so in my mind, I'm thinking, how how can that be applied in a sense where it can be broken down to something else? Because a lot of the stories that I've read in the Bible, it can be broken down and applied to different situations in your life, whether it's grief, whether it's struggle, whether it's happiness, you know, whether it's unsurety, whatever. But it's a lot of them that still don't make sense. Um I didn't like i said i'm not an expert i didn't read the entire bible i don't understand all of it yet um the ordeal with the burning bush you know it was um basically you know god speaking through this burning bush and then that's where the Ten commandments came from right Now, me having a decent sense of humor, in my mind, I'm like, that Burning Bush might have been some some type of narcotic, you know? And he thinks that he's talking to God when in reality he's hallucinating. But on top of that, those Ten Commandments also make a lot of sense because those are deep-rooted, good moral standings, rules to live by, you know? It doesn't take the smartest man to believe that you're not supposed to kill your mom, that you should treat your neighbors with respect and be good to them. You shouldn't kill people. You shouldn't steal. It's basically common rules that we know since birth. So that's, in my mind, Ten Commandments is basically just, hey, these are some of the rules that you should live by to be a good person mm-hmm. at its core. You know, mm-hmm. not necessarily saying like, oh, yeah, you know, go get a job, pay taxes. I'm like, No, <laughs> to be a good person, don't kill nobody, don't steal, don't kill your mama, don't disrespect your parents. You know, treat your neighbors with respect, yada, yada, blase, blase. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, like some stories are easier to break. They're easier to break down than others. Okay. And for some, like, like going back to what I said about being definite, you know, it's not definitive and mm-hmm. what it's supposed to mean. And there's no definitive proof that if you do this, he will do that you know, mm-hmm. he or she, you know, can't, can't really be so definite. Like I always say nowadays, don't want to offend anybody. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So, uh, so another question I have for you then, um, to kind of conclude it would be now when you look at the church today, right. And the views that you have, how do you, how do you feel that you're received? Do you feel like you're, you know, you're embraced? Are you, are you shunned? Like, how do you feel today? When you see the church and you talk to people that you know that are that are Christian and things in that nature, like how how do you feel?
1: So your your stereotypical Christian church, I feel like it can be described as closed-minded. Mm-hmm. It's they they definitely don't they don't agree with people who have opposite views. And it's also decently ignorant in a sense that like it's, it's ignorant and it's hypocritical because somebody looking in, just looking at the good times of the church, you know, people preach you know, love thy neighbor this, then, and the third, but then let's say your neighbor down the street has a son who's homosexual stereotypical Christians will shun him if he came and knocked on your desk and said, hey, my parents are at home, can I come in? I don't feel safe outside. It's like, no, get out of here, You're freaking F word, this, that, and the third, just shun him, you know? But it doesn't really bother me because I know there's going to be ignorant people and there's going to be good people, like yourself and your family. You guys are very what I would hope every Christian would be, you know? Like, it doesn't matter where someone is in their life. It doesn't matter their views on your views, you know? I'm an atheist, and me and you have been really, really close friends for 12 years now. Your family loves me. I love your family, you know? And I just wish a lot more people would have the same outlook on other people like y'all would. But that's not the case, Mm -hmm. especially in the extreme cases, such that, for example, people often describe people as radical islamists right i believe there's such thing as radical christians you know and that's that's another conversation for another time but it's just like i said it's not smart to deal in extremes for something that's not definite Mm -hmm. i keep going back to that but that's like the biggest thing for me well
0: i'm glad that you shared that man i'm i'm truly i'm truly thankful that you took the time out of your day i know you you got that? You got that green suit on. So you working hard on a Friday, man. I won't get up till, <laughs> tomorrow morning. Man, I, I I truly appreciate you, bro. Um, just I I will say this little little side note about my brother. Um, those of you who know Shaquan, um, he he can have a bit of a, a potty mouth sometimes, but um, did he, I curse? No, 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 no. You you did you did okay. great. He he's true, and and it goes to what I was about to say. He he has truly came a long way. Um, he's still growing as a young man, and uh, I want to take the time out to say that I'm proud of him. He he is very he is a very good person. Um, he takes it one day at a time. He knows he makes mistakes. He knows that he's not perfect, but yet he doesn't give up. He doesn't let that. He doesn't let his mistakes. He doesn't let his past. He doesn't let anything that he went through define his future and what he's doing right now. So, Shaquan, I'm proud of you, man. My family loves you. I love you, man. And I'm I'm thankful that you were able to be a part of how you feel about the church, man. I, I truly appreciate that.
1: It's it's really an honor to be a part of this, man. I really respect what you're doing. So I'm glad I could finally take some time out, given the time difference, to come in and help out, you know? So anytime you need, you know, some some off the cuff freestyle, <laughs> you know, I got you.
0: That's too easy, man. Well, I appreciate you, man. Um, yeah, man. Thanks, bro. Diamond I'll hold you later. So, y'all heard the conversation. Y'all heard his perspective. Man, um, I'm not I'm not gonna go too much into the conversation because of the simple fact, everything that was said, we're gonna address at the end of the series. The whole point of this series is so that you can see how people view and see the church and how they feel about it ultimately. So I pray that something was said that you can truly hold on to and Think about and ponder over the weekend just know that we're coming with some more heat some more fire and some more cutthroat transparent perspectives i'm telling you we're only going up from here so i want you to know that i love you but more importantly like i always say god loves you more y'all be blessed